Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower dot com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber dot com. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Nat Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday. Now, listen, we got a few more weeks left in the year, so uh, I'm keeping my promise of not saying what I'm about to say in 2022, but it's still 2021. It's still 2021. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, if you are listening to this episode on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or beyond, from the bottom of my heart, suck my dick. I want to tell you why. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to get this podcast episode out. It takes a lot to get this episode out on time. It takes a lot. So you motherfucker, and we have abandonment issues at this podcast. <laughs> we have a rejection issues at this podcast. We, we're, we're fucked up. So if you think you just gone, if you think you just gone, just come in whenever you want. You, you got just another. Use us and abuse us. You got another thing coming. Don't ring this bell. <laughs> After 12, you, your mother ever told you that? No, well, probably what? not. What? No way. It's impossible. You've been rich forever. Stop it. Stop you literally. It. I have been. What curfew did you have, Matt? Like, I'm talking about you going outside 14, 15, 16. My mother used to say, if you are not home by 11, you know what's it crazy? don't make no sense coming home. You know what's crazy? There's no I, way you heard I, that. You own the I house. St- I know. <laughs> I still had a curfew when I was coming home, which was hilarious. Like, when I was in Stapleton, I had a curfew, of course. Yeah, for, but, for safety. For safety reasons. <laughs> but I had my own apartment in, in Baltimore at the time, so... You know, she can't really say much much about that. But when I'm home, it's still like, don't play, nigga. Like, I don't know who you think this is or what you think this is. You still got to be in this house by a certain time. Mm. Yeah, Monique wasn't as, playing. As, as, a, as a wealthy actor. Yeah, wow. as a wealthy actor. Wow. Son, so much so, even when, when Christina first came out here for school, when Christina first came out here for school, my mother was like, if you don't, if you're not out of the house before 12... You can't leave the house. Like, it's a dub for If you're not out of the house before 12 a.m., you can't leave the house. Yeah, yeah, Stay in the house. Mima don't play. Yeah, she ain't, she ain't playing no games. She don't play. Y'all, I'm, I have this idea, right? I have this crazy idea. Okay. We get interviewed by our moms. <sighs> Sounds crazy. Mon- Monique Monsignon. I, I got to ask her, because I know she, she, it would, she would... Call her right to, now. Uh, I'm going to call mine. You see, call yours. See. 
And let's see what what type of responses we get. Monique is gonna say no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna call mine right now. I, I, I she's made a few appearance appearances mm-hmm. on this podcast. I put in her government name. My phone looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's been mama since day one. Courtney, can you hear? Courtney is engineering. Courtney is in the crib. Courtney, what's up? All right, mom. Um, <laughs> she automatically automatically violating. Um, mom, you're on the podcast, so don't say my government name. There's that. Two, two. Um, yes. <laughs> Mac Mac is here. Say hello to Mac. Hey, ma. Hey, Mac. How you doing? You know I'm with daddy. What's up? Well, What's that's, up? That's not his dad. It's not, not his dad. So you can't wow. you can't call. No, I no I no 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 I no I share. I typically don't share dad, but you know that's that's a whole nother other podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I have I have issues, but no, it was just that you know you don't want to call his. He can't call my dad daddy. You know, I'm with I'm with Mouse's dad, but nah, you okay. can't. Nah. All right, all right. Like I would never see Max's dad and be like, Daddy. <laughs> well, hey guys, how are you? We're good, Ma. We're good. So I just had this crazy idea on the podcast right here. So I was like, let's call our moms and see what they think about this. Um. We want we want to get interviewed by our moms. So you would be me, Max's mom would be him, and Ryan's mom would be her. What do you think? Okay, if you like it, I love it. That's my <laughs> sounds like a star. <laughs> sounds like a star in the making. <laughs> all right, my that's all we want. We just we, I was just bothering you before we start the episode. Hold on, let me see. All right, sweetie, you know we out here buying dryers. Oh, right? you you gotta stop. You're gonna get me robbed. <laughs> Did you rob? I gotta wash clothes. No, you're gonna get me right. You're gonna be like, oh, man, dry got money for dryers. Yeah, no. Ma, you gotta stop. Ma, you gotta stop. 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 You're making me. You're making me blush. <laughs> All right, love you, mama. I'll talk to you later. All right, love, love you, mama. Let's see. So we got one down. Let's see. Monique probably will be like, uh, it's <laughs> legit. Let's see. Talk about all the beatings we survived. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? hey Ma, what you doing? I'm okay. Okay. Uh, right now you are on the podcast. Your voice is on the podcast. Say hi to everybody at home. Hello, everybody at home. Hey, me, Ma. <laughs> this is Mouse. Mouse is here too. Say hi. <laughs> you got him cheesing. All right, that's enough. Um, so we have an idea. Uh, we'll we'll need uh, one of these days, one of your off days. We'll need like a cup, like an hour of mm-hmm. your time, mm-hmm. where we would love for you to interview. Uh, love you to interview me. Mouse's mom is going to interview him, and Ryan's mom is going to interview him. Uh, just to just so people can see the upbringing mm-hmm. that we've had. Uh, and just kind of, you know, get a better glimpse on our lives. How do you feel about that, Mom? Um, so I can ask you anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this anything. Sounds, this sounds tricky You already. can ask him anything, and we have to be honest and answer. Love the office. No, no questions that cannot be asked. I don't know about No, it. nothing's off limits. I tell you're, Savoy. You're, you're sounding a little tongue-tied right now. <laughs> Mima, Mima, as the content... Uh, creator of the podcast everything is on the table you can ask whatever you want I will tell Savoy myself 
Mind your business. This is happening. This is this is this is starting to sound a little scary. I'm not gonna lie to you. You're sounding a little nervous. <laughs> Thanks, ma. I got, I got some things I gotta. I want to ask. All right, mom. All right. This isn't. This is not the time. Go, uh, you you can have go go back to work. I will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Yo, she's with the shits. This is going to be a great episode. What the fuck do y'all got me into? I don't dog. know. This is going to be great. Now, Jesus. I'm not going to discuss the other episode I, I came out with because that was pure chaos. Sure. Man, well, I mean, we can talk about because we moved past that. Yeah. You remember that time I was like, yo, we should get interviewed by some of our exes? Yes. Yeah, that was chaotic. Yeah. That was chaotic. Very chaotic. That was chaotic. Very, very chaotic. I chose violence. Jesus Christ. I chose violence. But this is way safer. This is, this is not, this, this, yeah. This is way safer. I mean, they know everything. So mm. them asking us questions, much like when our women ask us questions, they just want confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, oh. guys, uh, let's jump into this episode. Um, well, first and foremost, me and you have not spoken publicly on the podcast about the show. Yeah, What's going no. on with the show? I'm going to be there. I was about to say, okay. I'm going to be there. Sure. That was very ugly what you, what you did. <laughs> it was very ugly what you did online. That was very ugly. <laughs> people were like, people were DMing me like all night like, you haven't seen, you call him your brother? Wow. I was like, you swear you know someone and then uh, you get him tickets so twice Matt, and they So Matt disappear. got me tickets. Let me, uh, Matt Go got ahead. me tickets Go to see his play. How many times? Twice. Yep. Both times, uh, very important times. He got me tickets to see the, the like, the initial the, show. The, the, yeah, the, in, the the dress rehearsal. The dress rehearsal. Nobody. Very important. Yep. Um, I was on the road. You were. And then the second time he got me tickets, I just got in. I literally had just got in from, like, a five-city five tour. Like, yep, yep, yep. yep. I, I couldn't breathe. I, I had to sleep. Um... And so everyone else has seen it. All of everyone else I've seen the Instagrams. I've Ryan seen the playbill. Oh shit! This nigga tried to make me feel bad. <laughs> Ryan hasn't seen it yet either. Well, he has. He kind of has an excuse. He doesn't live here. Yeah, yeah. I about to say he doesn't live here, but you know. But yeah, I really don't have any excuse. I have no excuse. <laughs> everything I said, every every everything I asked for, Mac has done in regards to this show. Yep. Since the day he found out about, it, I was like, oh, I'm coming to open night. He made that happen. I couldn't yep. go. So I'm going to be there uh, when we record this podcast. I'm going to be there next week. So by the time y'all hear this podcast, I will have seen Thoughts of a Colored Man. Yep, yep. But how is that going, bro? It's been great, man. You it's play been, anger? I play anger. Um, it's been crazy. The, what is that like? What is what is that like playing? What? Well, let me ask first. What does it mean to play anger? And then what has it been like uh, being anger? Um. I don't really. Good, I don't that was really good. Too much that was a really good, good question. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't want to give too much of the story fair, away. Fair, since you haven't seen it yet. But oh, that's ugly. <laughs> but oh, that's ugly. You know the. I think the big. The biggest thing about what one of the one of the main things that we're trying to showcase is even though somebody can pl- place uh, a name or a stereotype mm-hmm. on you, you're not necessarily just that stereotype. So, as you watch it, it's uh, and I'm playing anger. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You don't know I'm anger until the very end of the play mm. where I tell you that my name is anger. You just see somebody who's going through life, a, a young black man going through life. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy because there are angry moments. There are very strong moments that you got to right. kind of carry every single day. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's work. This is a great job to work, though, bro. It is. Like, do, do you think about that? Like, this is our job? Like, I think about that often when I hit the stage. Yeah. Like, right the moment, 
and I can say this because you've seen that moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've experienced that moment, but you've seen that moment between backstage and and going to the stage. That one moment while you're taking those steps and you're like, let's go to work. Mm-hmm. And I say it every time. I say it to myself every time. What do you say to yourself right before you hit the stage? Um, it, it varies. It, it 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 all depends on what I need for the day. Sometimes uh sometimes I need just to get, kind of give myself more of a pep talk. Um one of the main things I like we we always pray before we get on stage. Mm-hmm. We always kind of Very like, important. circle up, we pray. Um but once we get on the stage, is it a good black prayer or is it very Yeah, it's a nice little it's a nice little good black <laughs> Couple, black prayer. Couple of Father God in yeah. the name of Jesus. Father, we, Father God, we, we come to you. <laughs> Father God, we come humbled to you in your presence, <laughs> humbly as ever. Um, Just telling God what to do. Yeah, God, come here now. <laughs> Be here now, Father. I constantly say, you know, literally before we get on the stage, mm-hmm. or, or right when we get on the stage, and I have a moment to. You know, Again, you'll see it. You'll see the moment that I'm next talking week because yep. I'm going to be there. Yep, you'll see the moment I'm talking about. Um, when I'm actually standing and and we're you know we're looking at the sign, the word colored. Mm. I have a we have a we have like a moment before we even look at the audience and all of that stuff. And in my head, the whole time I'm just saying, God, I don't know what to do. Mm. You know, I don't know what's what's considered good, what's considered right. bad, but uh, just you know, I'm I'm open and I'm a vessel. So just uh, just use me. Mm. That's pretty much it. Well, let me say before we move on, I'm super proud of you. Thank you, man. Um, I, we say it all the time, but I think it's very important that we say it publicly as well. Mm. Um, but I mean, we've been saying this since day one, since before the world knew. True. Um, but I'm so proud because I think. I think we, obviously I think we're brothers and we uh, see each other um, in one another on multiple occasions. Yep, yep, yep. But one thing I really feel like is for whatever reason, motherfuckers love to act like they don't know what the fuck we do. Hey, man. I... Let them act. Can we talk talk about that for a minute? Can we talk about that as a topic for a minute? Like, I'll ask you and then you ask me, but, but what does that feel like to know that even if people don't say it to you, there's you're you're very aware because we've spoken about it oh, before. Um, I, I have people who I, it's and and this is the funniest part to me. I have people who just know me as a music artist, which right. is hilarious to me. Right. I have people who just know me as a music artist who haven't heard any music, which is even they know you me. as a music artist but haven't heard any music. <laughs> wow. People are in shit. Yo, people. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm people. Talking to, I'm yeah, people. Yeah. I know a few people as music artists and never listen to their song. I know somebody, somebody, uh, I was, one of my homeboys came to the show yesterday, the show that you're going to see next week. Yes, I'll be um, there because I'm a loyal brother. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my homeboys came to the show yesterday and he was like, yo, I was talking to my sister, telling her I was coming to see the show. She was like, yo, who's in it? He said, oh, uh, Luke James. She was like, oh, I feel like I know that name. And you showed her who Luke James was. He was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, my boy, uh, Mac Wild. She was like, oh, the, the rapper. He said, Mac Wild's the rapper? She's like, yeah, 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 the rapper. You know, he has a you know, cute little kid, the wife, and, you know, they doing the whole thing. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, you know he doesn't rap, right? Not once. Not one bit. But, you know. 
She was like, you know, she, he was on the wire too. She said, shoot, I just know his music, man. That's that's all I know. He was like, no, what, what, song, don't. what song does he do? You know that song. That song. Yeah, that song. That song. But what did that feel? Like for me, it's, it was one thing when we first met and I was, obviously we were on two different, which, you know, I, I don't even, I think it's, uh, at this point in our career, at this point in our lives, I think it's, uh, at this point I think it's a bit disrespectful to be like, yo, shout out to you for being human. But <laughs> at that time, there was, I wasn't seeing a lot of humanity. Yeah. At that time I was, you know, this kid coming off the street, mm-hmm. literally trying to get in this industry. We met and immediately there was. Not even a, yo, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? Yeah, no. I came to you like, yo, listen, I got this show. I'm trying to get off the ground. I'd love to get an interview. And when, shout out, shout out to Dale. Dale did the manager mm-hmm. thing. But you circled and was like, yo, what's your number? You remember, do you remember this? I remember this. He was like, yo, what's your number? Like, boom. Figure it out. And we never talked about work. Mm-mm. We never talked about that show. It was just, you invited me to one place. And then I invited you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then remember, I did the new soul review. Yep, I remember that. Which is coming back, y'all. Yep. yep um, the yep. new soul review, and I and I think you had just got to you had just got to Rock Nation. Yes. And I was yes. and, and I'm in my mind, I'm like, yo, this is gonna cost. I'm like, damn, I gotta, I might have to get, I might have to get busy one time to be able to afford this. <laughs> and I remember you was like, nah, it's not gonna cost nothing. Just you know, you, you was just know. like, yo, don't put, just don't put it on the flyer. But mm-hmm. I'm 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 pulling up. I'm saying I'm gonna fuck with you, and you did that. And I was like, yo, that's really my nigga. And from day, and it's always been a building. No work shit. It's always been a building. Like, yo, bro, I need you to do this, bro. Yo, I'm coming to do this, bro. Mouse, I need you to do this. Come do this. The reason I say that is because in that moment, I wasn't, no one slept on me. Mm-mm. I was unproven. To now at this point where I'm proven, and the minute niggas get, so <laughs> going from 2019 into that pandemic. Yeah. Fish grease. Yep. We were Niggas. cooking as a unit. Spicy. The podcast was podcasting. Huh. Um, look at it. We what we had the curl fest. We had just we had the curls fest. Picnic. We just did roost picnic. Um, anytime we walked clicking. in a we did TV. We yep, we, we did, did the vice show. We, we the, were we were clicking. Anytime you seen us, you knew guys next door. It's a thing. We everybody knew. They knew what you were doing. Knew what I was mm-hmm. doing. They were meeting Ryan. Um, I'm trap karaoke's on tour. I'm busting that down. Um. Everything I was doing at the time, I was doing uh, Mountain Dew Courtside Studios, BT Experience. I was about to say the BT there was experience. no Don't way about that. There's no way you could act like you didn't know who I was, what I did. True indeed. And then the pandemic hits, <sighs> and it made it very easy for people just be like, ah. be like, yo, what you? A few people hit me. Um, I, Hovain hit me, and, and shout to Hovain. Um. It, it, Hovain is doing a music business course. Yes, for, yeah, I was just, I was just uh, seeing that. Um, I'm, I'm talking about him, so that's the only reason I'm gonna hit him, just so he can. Professor Hovain. Yeah, Professor Professor Hov. Um, but yeah, Hovain is doing a music business course. So if you are into music or want to learn the music business, is he doing I, it online? It's all online, so okay. you can register online. Wayno's been a part of it. Rob Markman's been a part of it. Oh, um, Dope. he has a bunch of people. Um, trying to call him so he could talk about himself but he might be music business yeah. and yep. point is Hovain <laughs> called me during the pandemic now mind you the pandemic we're doing God Next Door virtually yep. which is kicking our ass yeah um 
we're we're doing two we're doing two weekly episodes, mind you, which is kicking our kicking ass. our fucking ass. You're in Virginia, Richmond, shooting Richmond, swagger. Shooting swagger. Fucking that schedule was nuts. Nuts. Um, I'm trying to think. Ryan's in L- Ryan's in between Tulum and LA. <laughs> he definitely, definitely fucking. I'm fucking boarded up in my parents' house. I'm doing quarantine nightly. Uh, I'm doing a daily pod. I'm talking. About, I'm recording day in and day out. Day in and day out every day. And I remember Hovain hits me. I want to say this is like six. No, this is like kind of like when you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like we're outside, it's about to start opening. Hovain hits me. He says, "Yo, Mouse, what you been working on, boy? I feel like you've been quiet." Nigga. What? What? No, like what? No, guy next door it comes out every Monday and every Thursday. Quarantine Nightly comes out every day. You know what I re- I think I think it is. It's the Like what is it about us that people want and I and I know this problem this may sound a bit um, boastful. It may sound a little bit self-serving, but I'm, I'm just talking to my brother, and you guys are witnessing it. What is it about us specifically that makes people doubt what we've already proven we do? Uh, I don't think it's us per se. It's not us. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, one is just the way that a lot of people look at this business, man. It you know you're only as good as the last big thing that you did. Mm. So, mm. so uh, no matter why, no matter, no matter what the reason, okay. It, it's it's really people only care about you know what the the, uh, the that last big thing that mm. you did. Um, for managers, it's whatever big artist that you was last working with. For artists, it's whatever last song or uh, uh, movie or uh, uh, accolade right. that you've received. You could be you can be constantly flooding the market with records, but if nothing doesn't click, it looks like you're it looks like you're quiet. We have we have a bunch of rec- Drake records that have come out, came and went that right. nobody even thinks about anymore. All right. But when he drops that other joint, it's like, oh shit, Drake is hot again. Yeah. So it's I think it's the same thing with with us. You know, people we could be doing something as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Every week, dropping every week, making sure that people see what we're doing or hearing our voice every week. But if they're not one of our listeners or if it's not shaking the globe and we're not saying something like astronomically wild so that right. people are paying attention right. and all of this shit, then it, it, it'll it look like a tree is falling in the forest and nobody's around to hear it. That's big. Wow. Mm. Mm. So even now, a lot of people are like, I have people who are hitting me up talking about like, yo, Mac, man, what's been up, dog? Like, what you what you been up to? Like, where, what are you doing? Bitch, I'm on Broadway. Uh, you know, just doing this Broadway thing. Nigga, you on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Son, I went to the Soul Train Awards and everybody's been like, yo, bro, like, what you, what you been up to, man? Oh, man. Like, how's that? What you doing? I'm doing Broadway. What? Mm. It's like yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on uh, I'm doing a Broadway show right now. Oh shit, yo, I gotta come see it and uh, all of that fly shit happens. But again, if it's not on their radar, so funny. Even the Soul Train Awards, the week the last year, 
I was one of the mm-hmm. influencers. Like they flew us out. Me, Dustin, Kadeem, Deval, Scotty, uh, Danielle. I'm forgetting a few people. Uh, uh, Yee, mm-hmm. um, Cuddy. I, I know I'm forgetting some people. Please, uh, Kendall, Kendall. It was all of us, mm-hmm. and it flew us out to Vegas, and we're on the red carpet, and all of this. I'm three seats from the stage. I'm right mm-hmm. behind Kirk Franklin. I'm right next to I forgot who I was next to. Um, Deborah Cox, and like this year, nothing. And I'm what like, happens? what? This shit's wild, I didn't even bro. get an invite. Y'all are in New York. Mouse Jones don't get an invite? Shit's wild, bro. Shit is wild. How do you not wear that personally? You Or do you? Sometimes I know people who do. I know people who don't. Um I think it I think no matter who you are, it affects you. I think no matter who you are, it affects you. I think it's it's how you how do I say this the right way? You got it's, guys it, next door. We don't want to right? say anything the right way. Yeah, true indeed. <laughs> um, different people digest things differently. Mm. Um, the food is the same, but different people digest things differently. Mm. So I think it's completely up to the person to just figure out how how they how that it hits. It's it's always going to hit you, but how you let it fully affect you or continue to affect you i man there's been plenty of times plenty of situations where i've been on some like man fuck this shit or or somebody say something to me that triggers something else and just get me in a place but you you gotta start to learn what what i can see it you just wore it yeah you just wore it whatever you it was start to learn you just wore to, it just now. nah facts you gotta learn how to either Di- like digest it and just let it flow through or to just uh or or to just let it sit on you and to let it sit on you it, that shit gets heavy mm. so you gotta you gotta learn how to how to purge that shit man it's 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 it's, a, it's not easy it ain't easy but yeah because this game will make you feel like being in this game it'll make you feel like you ain't doing shit and you doing a lot mm-hmm if people don't care or if people don't people if people don't pay attention or if people aren't saying anything or if people aren't inviting you to these places, it'll make you feel like your shit isn't the shit. And it's so funny that when when we're lit, oh an invite don't mean nothing at all. I'm like, oh, okay. Right? I, I like is, I remember is clicking. Like I I remember like my quote unquote ascension mm-hmm. from where it went kinda like, oh, this is you know, this kid to, well, we don't know. Is he a socialite? He's like, he's at every mm-hmm. event. He knows, you know, he looks to be real friends with uh, all these people he's around. Well, how is he in here to, oh, he works here. Oh, he's everywhere. And I remember that ascension, like remembering that. Go on, forget an invite. They're just getting it. I got finesse my way in. But then getting invited and then getting to that point where, I, I hope they don't invite me. Like, I really don't want to be invited. Yeah. To now, it's still the same thing where, like, I don't want to be invited. Like, I'm not going to go. But damn, you ain't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody, yeah, everybody was in that room, and nobody said, oh, we need Mouse Jones there. Oh, we need Mac Wiles there. It makes me want to throw the Frank. Yeah. Early. All the time. Often. But, again, man, you got to you gotta learn what, you got to learn how to, what, 
what you can digest and and what you can't, you know? Um I know I know for me shit shit always just gets tricky around like people saying, "Oh, you need to do bigger things, man. I can see you doing so many so many so many other things." And I'm like, "Well, give me the job. I'll knock it out the park." You talking, but you just talking. Mm. That's what it, it's gotten to the point where I had to Something I've realized during this during this process of um I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on a tangent, I'm gonna bring it back yep, around. Yep, yep. Something I've realized on this process of doing this play is that personally, I don't I don't I don't take accolades very well. Okay. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm trying to every day, but I don't I don't take like good as well as I take in bad. Uh, like, I, yeah, I take in yeah. bad way easier yeah. and way, kind of, like... Yeah, we probably embrace it a bit more, I, too. On some, like... Oh, and I think a part of it is because, you know, you can't... There's not much you can do with somebody giving you good grace and all of that stuff. Like, somebody giving you praise and all of that. There's not much you can do with it. it you can say thank you. You mm-hmm. can accept it. You can sit in it. Um, but even even sitting on it, pause (laughs) that was nuts it's crazy uh but even like sitting on that praise could get you in a bad place right it leaves you you're 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 not open for uh growth it leaves you less open for growth whereas the bad we take it in and we start to kind of digest it better quickly quicker and it's like okay uh they don't like this how can i fix that or oh they don't like that why don't they like that and it, it 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 affects you stronger than a lot a lot of times than somebody giving you good grace or praise does. So learning that I've been trying to do better at taking grace, mm. taking grace as well as I take the bad news of things and and kind of keep them on an even playing field. As easily as I take in bad stuff, right, and I let it affect me, I need to stop that and i need to take in grace better and not and not put myself in a place where i lean on it and i'm like well they, everybody else said i'm good so i don't i got to be in a yeah. place where i'm open to both but don't let either dictate where or how i move mm. so yeah how do you do that um cuz i know with me i just don't care that's the only way i could do it that's the only, that's literally the only way I can continue working, continue moving how I move, is I cannot care. I can't. Mm-hmm. When people love me, I can't care. When people hate me, I kind of lean into it more. But I can't care. Yeah. I can't care either way. Like, uh, I just did the Burn Idiots for like the ninth, tenth time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've done it together. Mm-hmm. I've done it a bunch of times. Um, shout out to the family over there. Shout out to, you know, shout out to uh Uncle Charlemagne, shout out to uh Schultz, shout out to Alex, everybody over there. Um So because me, Charlemagne, Schultz, we have a genuine friendship outside, you know, of this. And, you know, Unc is Unc, you know what I mean? True. So it's like he's always gonna be he believes, so he's always gonna be like, yo, come do come do brilliant. Um, it was it was weird. So this time I did uh, did brain idiots, and I already don't care what the fans think. True, because those they, they hate me. 
<laughs> um, because I dislike a lot of their favorites. Mm-hmm. And you know how that goes, being a critic. Um, speaking of which, rest in peace to Greg Tate, um, the man who made critique, cultural yeah. critiques and art. Rest in peace to Greg Tate. Um, <laughs> I say that to say, um, so this week I go do Brilliant Idiots. Um, now, I will say in the early parts of my career, when I would do Brilliant Idiots, I knew that was a big platform. So I would go in there with a little extra... Little little extra mustard on a little it. extra spice. Like yeah. I I don't like this person. I'm gonna make sure I say suck my dick to this person <laughs> when I'm on there. Recently, the last two times I did it, none of that was there. I'm comfortable where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I go in there this time. Just had a great conversation. A great brilliant idiots conversation with Schultz and Akash. And the love I've it's insane. Yeah. From these people. And like, I'm talking about literal people. Like, I usually hate every other time you're on Brilliant Idiots, but I really love this episode. It's one of my favorites. White mm-hmm. people, black people. And I'm like, mm, I don't care. Of course. I can't care. But I notice it. Yeah. And I start to realize with my career that the, the more I take some of that chip off my shoulder, and the more I just... I'm here and just being comfortable where you are. It it it, it I don't it 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 breeds that. Mm-hmm. It breeds that. Um but yeah, it's it's a weird space. It is. It's a fucking I, weird you, space. You got to No no people that work at Target don't have these conversations. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I say this all the time. I'm like, yo, people that work at Target don't deal with you this gotta, shit. You got to you have to you have to remember that the accolades and the good and the bad like comments that come from whatever type of artistic uh whatever type of artistic stuff that you do you have to think of it as seasoning right mm-hmm. you got to season to taste mm. don't put too much salt don't mm-hmm. put too much sugar you know you got to you got to season to taste you take it in you have to take it in like that. Don't let pause. This that was nice too. Woo, you're wilding today. Why are you so horny? So crazy. I'm so sorry. Are you not allowed to have sex during <laughs> during this? You know, semen retention. Um, <laughs> so nasty. Oh man. Oh, no. I want a new podcast. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh man, this turned into uh, horrible decisions really quickly. Shout um, to Weezy. <laughs> so no, no, it's um. You have to, you can't let your seasoning become your meal. Mm. You have to just let seasoning be seasoning. You can't let your seasoning become your meal. Oh, wow. Because you imagine sitting there eating Obey. It's really no. good, though. It's really good. Really good. It's seasoning. pretty good. It's but pretty it needs good. to be on food. It needs to be on food. It's really good. <laughs> That's really good. It's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all yeah, probably be missing them balls. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't have balls like that. My balls is just like very simple shit. All right, let's pay some bills. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi. That's right, Pepsi. I remember my first time going to an HBCU football game. Shout out to North Carolina A&T. It was one of the most memorable experiences of my life. I'm telling y'all, I got a chance to watch the HBCU team in the band bring so much excitement to the stadium, completely packed with fans. I'm talking about moms, grandmas, dads, uncles, alumni. Everyone was there. It was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and the best part about it is that Pepsi is a proud supporter of HBCU students on and off the field. 
Pepsi and HBCUs. That's what I like. Told uh, oh, man. I told my man yesterday. I told my man, <laughs> like, do you ever think about that? Sometimes, like, the advice or the words we say to people be sounding so yeah. good, but we can't say it to ourselves. Yes, I was telling my man yesterday he's going through a rough breakup. I told my man yesterday, you know who I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. tell you off the off the, off air, mm-hmm. going through a rough breakup, and uh, he, he's we've been talking every day, and so we're talking yesterday, and he's like, and I just keep telling him, like, bro, you worried about the wrong thing, bro. You gotta focus on you, bro. Like. You can't worry about her or this thing that is no longer a thing for however long it is. As of right now, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. You have to worry about you. He's like, but then, but then what about, and then I said, you keep worrying about her. I said, you can't fix us until you fix you. It's a fact. And then I thought about, I said, what's the first letter in us? You. That's a oh shit. That's a bar. That's a fucking, fucking bar. Hey, niggas be barring up and not even fully knowing it. But That's then crazy. you think about that shit, and it's like I would never understand that. Never. And to me, if if somebody I, would have to tell me that, yo, if I even said that to me, it'd be like, nah, nigga, I don't hear you. Because when you think about it, right, most of my problems in relationships come because I feel like somebody's trying to fix me. Mm-hmm. No, fucking fix you. Don't don't fix me, because I'm not. I don't want to fix you. I'm, I'm, I don't want to fix me either. I think that's the problem. <laughs> but I don't want to fix you. I'm whatever we are, we are, because I love you for you. Mm. Right? But when I told him that, I was like, if somebody told me that shit, I would be like, what? Yeah, I'd, I'd be I would, fucked up for I, Like, I would be fucked up. I'd be fucked up. But for it to flow out of us and us not take the advice. Yeah. That's just that shit. Like we really some smart dumb niggas. Like, and I think niggas only niggas do that. Only niggas. Only niggas. Like God made us so smart for no reason. I'm um, I'm actively in this. I'm actively trying to work on, uh, speaking better to myself. Mm. And and trying to you know give myself as much grace as I give other people. Um, and I think that. With that space and that grace that I'm give, starting to give myself, I'm allowing different things. Like, I'm allowing myself to kind of give myself better advice. Right. Which never happened before. <laughs> what, what's, some, what's, what's some of this advice? Um, honestly, it, it, it's, it's really like, pick your battles, man. That's, that's mm. one of the biggest ones. Pick your battles. Understand what's a fight and what doesn't have to be. Mm. And then, um, what time you got to be? You got to be a set today? Yeah, yeah you do. I, yeah, I got a show today too. What time? Um, show today is, what's today? Thursday? Just Thursday. Yeah, I got a show in like, I got a show in a little bit. I got to leave in like, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just giving myself more grace, man. Mm. And, and, uh, if you give yourself the space and the grace for real, for real, um, it always leads to just easier conversations, things of things like, uh, just like I said, uh, knowing what's a battle, knowing what isn't, and always putting the mirror on yourself before you say something to someone. Being able to, right before you say something to somebody about something that you don't like, be like, hold on, wait a minute. You got to look in the mirror and be mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucking around doing the same thing. So I can't really tell you not to do that if I'm doing it. That doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Mm. I want to talk about, the, I'm glad we got here, right? Because I, I have you seen the show Harlem? Absolutely. What do you think? I love it, actually. I love it. 
I actually love it. It was rough. The first two episodes rough to get through just because no other reason than I could tell there's no nobody from New York is on that writing team. Yeah. And nobody from New York, are, no none of the actresses are from New York. True indeed. So it was very, if they would have just said this is a show about women that live in Harlem, then I'd be like, the cool. first two episodes would have been super <laughs> easily digestible. But you're telling me these women are from Harlem. And there was just a lack of aggression in all of their cast. Well, not all of them because the 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 tech the late the lesbian Mm -hmm. uh, lady from tech she's from Georgia, but the you know Megan Good's character said she grew up in Harlem and Mm -hmm. the girl Angie now she blows mine her character blows mine like just I'm like that is not like no being a caricature of New York black women really pissed me off. (sighs) Um, And then the West Indian the girl I'm like. Yeah, Megan Good's character did not give me Harlem. Like, just a lack of aggression and oh, yeah, like she kind of let everything. Yeah, the only person who gave me uh, suck my dick energy was um, the one was I don't like, Shorty. Oh, oh, the one from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, the lesbian. Yeah, that was the only one who gave me like suck my dick energy. That's like, because she had one. Yep, mm-hmm. probably she had one in the drawer. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, uh-huh. No, I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna help you out of that one no, either. Like, I, I was just gonna let that one be there. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about it. Um, so yeah, we both love love the show. I'm the actually show. going to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Love the show. Um, I'm gonna tell you why I love the show. Okay, because it we one I, I hate this discussion about you know uh, how many black women shows we're gonna have all in a motherfucker suck my dick. Um, we're gonna have all of them. Never too much. Never, right? Like, let's have them all. Like, we have so many different. We have so many different vantage points and points and shows about the same white couples and the same white group of friends. Like, we could, boom, whatever. (laughs) Not even gonna give that any any space. Whoever came up with that conversation, shut the fuck up. Um. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Usually when we see shows, I feel like it's just a story. Mm. I felt like instead of a story, I was getting perspective with Harlem. Mm. I felt like I was like, oh, women deal with this? Like, I was asking women, like, this how y'all talk about niggas? <laughs> like, like, y'all just be sitting around. Like, y'all just be sitting around and just somebody be like, so James called. Huh? And everybody, and now that's the conversation. And, and so many women were like, it happens just like that. Mm-hmm. Where with us... It don't happen that way. It's usually like, 
Somebody has to ask, yo, what's going on with, exactly. with you and Shorty? Or it's, oh, this bitch texting me exactly. right now. It's, it's, it, has, it has to be something it's that's It's never fancy. just divulged. Let me tell you about this girl. Yeah, and, no. and so I was like, oh, wow. And then that became, once I seen that, as the episodes going, went on, I was like, oh, this is real dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, like I said, I could tell there's no one from New York writing <laughs> because just, yeah. Um, But the dialogue felt real. And I was like, wow, women deal with this. And then it got me to well. Let, what was your um? What was your your take on the show? You know, I, I, I like I said, I, I really liked it. I think that it does give you it does give you uh, perspective and nuance. Uh, and of course, the, everybody's going to compare it to to run the world, but it it's. I think we need to we need to hear the perspective of black women, and there's not just one type of black woman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, the more the merrier to me. Honestly, mm-hmm. the the more perspective that we can get, the more perspectives mm-hmm. that we can get. I'm all the way with it, and and uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have very very good looking women that my wife allows me to watch on television. Oh, got to see. <laughs> Let me tell you this: <laughs> couldn't be Devon Franklin. Woo! I couldn't be him. Bitch, you're not gonna keep kissing my wife like this. <laughs> nah, mm-hmm. I know, I know, niggas are putting a little extra kiss on it, like yeah, just a little, little, yeah, uh, yeah. little extra. Like I would, I would, I would wide the tongue real big, like wow. <laughs> <coughs> she have to do that. She, <coughs> my bad. Sorry, sorry. Searching we need for, another take, y'all. We're, we're searching for your tonsils. My bad. We need another take. Just one my more. My apologies. Um. What's what your take on the season? Like the characters, the story itself. What was? Um, what did you get out of it, if if anything, or, or was it just like a good show to you? No, it was just a good show to me. Um, I think. Did I you see yourself in it. Did I see myself in mm-hmm. it? Let me ask you this: Did Christina see herself in it? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she saw herself in it. Um. Hmm. Oh, well, obviously, I'm asking for her. Yeah. Did you see her in it? No. No, um, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see her. Um, and mainly just because Christine is a girl from the DMV. So if they did that show in DC, mm. like then maybe I would see like what her how she is with her group of friends. Um, and Christine is like uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not really. Not really. Maybe a piece, but not mm-hmm. really. Not really. Not really. Did you see yourself in it? No, absolutely. Mm. No. So that's the thing, right? I know the show was. I, I know the show was for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Then we get to episode eight, favorite episode. Mm. Um, I am a person who loves a backstory. True. I love the villains. I love the origin stories. <laughs> the villain origin I, stories. I, I did, I, like I, I said, that's how it naturally comes because that's yeah. not what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I do love the villains because they have better stories. Yeah. Um, like it's always the best story how the villain became a villain. But just in terms, I just love origin stories. How how did we get here? How what did how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And typically in shows, you got to wait a while. Got to wait at least a season two, season three. Your mm-hmm. man, I'm like, oh look at that. Then we get episode eight where you see the flashback. And you know you see, um, you see the girl. I believe her name was Ty, the one that was in tech. Yeah, yeah. You see where she comes from. You see, like she didn't. She had a wig. She had 
hair. Yeah, hair and she was, time. yeah, she was working with the white men at the tech company. And then they were like, um, oh, your husband. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. the West, In- you got the West Indian girl. She was, uh, she, she, she had the, her hair. Mm-hmm. She was working in corporate. And you see Megan Good in his relationship with, you know, Tyler Lepley's character. And the entire time, I'm like, this, whatever. I'm like, literally, I was like, he's from New York? Like, <laughs> nigga don't act like that. Like, whatever. And then that episode starts. And they get to the scene where um, where the, the passport expires. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. Oof. I feel like I've been here before. Yeah, I love it. Um, like, down to when he said... <laughs> Well, I thought the expiration date meant the expiration date. So the expiration date, the expiration date. And I was like, I feel like that's what I've said. <laughs> like, yeah, like I wouldn't understand that. And just the way the woman, the way Megan goes interacting with him, I was like, I've been there before. And then the, when she, she was just wearing, she was just letting all that shit off, right? Typically when we're men, we just see what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. And some of us might have a deeper eye to know that there's something behind it, but we'll never know because we're scared to have the conversation. True indeed. Even if we do have the conversation, we really won't get to the bottom of it. So, like I said, we just see what we see. So, you got Megan Good, and she's moving to this with, she's moving to France with, or to Paris with you, and she's uprooting her life. And to you, you might be like, oh, wow, babe, thanks so much. Oh, you support me. You love me. But we don't really think about what goes into that. Nope. We don't think about the trauma. We don't think about, you know, her issues with her mom and how this is triggering or what may trigger. There's so much we don't have to think about as men. Because we just it's focus just, forward. Boom. And everyone around us is supposed to make life easier for us. Mm-hmm. Everybody is supposed to make way for us. Um, I'm not saying that's what's supposed to be. I'm just saying that we live in a patriarchal yeah. society. That's all I'm saying. When I seen when she was in the airport and she had that moment where she's like, I just, you know, I ruin my life for everybody and I make everybody else okay. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, is that me? Mm. And I went from asking myself, am I in in this in this in this journey and through my career, through my life to be the person who challenges and disrupt? Am I am I aware of what that really brings? Hmm. Are you aware? I think that episode kind of got me thinking. And it's like, I don't want to do that, bro. I was really in my feelings that that day. Trust me, I knew. I was like, because I think I hit y'all and was like, hey, y'all watch this episode? Like, all right, you're going to talk about it. Because I'm like, you just go around disrupting people's life. And now, to me... I, I care. Then I maybe I don't know if I care about being a disruption in people's life. But to me, is that my only goal? I, I think is that my only purpose here to disrupt people's life? Am I just this disruption? Hmm. I think what where it made you possibly think, and this is just me talking for you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> kind of like what we do on a podcast. I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you you may have started thinking about the blowback that it may have. Mm. These are real people. These are real people. And it's not even, you disrupt a life, you know, and that's that's fine and all of that, but the people behind you that, that are coming with you, they got to catch the blowback. You're the one that's trucking through all of it, but 
all of the stuff that rolls off of you hits them. That's deep. It's deep because you see it kind of like, you know, we we like, you know, uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So you think about like when Hulk punches a wall, somebody has to pay for that. Somebody has to pay for it. Or if somebody's yeah, right I saved the world, him. but somebody has to pay for that. And like you just said, the debris. Yeah. I punch this way, the debris blows. Wow. But I feel like that's been me my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Like just being a disruptor in spaces. So obviously it would only make sense that I end up being a disruptor. Like I'm I'm never the women I've seriously dated. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I've never been their type. Mm. So you've even that's a disruption. Right? And, and 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 so it's like, you know, when this thing doesn't work out or when this thing ends, I'm typically like I don't know everybody business in the street. But um <laughs> typically when these things end, I'm left there thinking like, well, I mean, well, I was me. And that's one thing nobody could ever say I wasn't was me. Indeed. Um but then you think about it, it's like, damn, you have to live life after this. Not just come disrupt and uproot your life. Your life was going this way. And then I come and I push you that way. I push you this way. And everything around that changes. I don't know. Maybe I think I felt guilty. Hmm. I think I felt okay. guilty. Go further. Why? Why do you think you felt guilty? I think I felt guilty because in the past, there was nothing I could do about it. Mm. I wasn't aware. So if your life was supposed to go this way, and because I'm here, it messed up the trajectory. Who knows if you ever get where you were supposed to go? Felt guilty. Here we go again. I know they're going to mm-hmm. say, oh, you're very mama. Sorry, people. <laughs> I felt guilty because whatever her trajectory was, and she's doing great. Doing great, great, and she knows I always got a back and mm-hmm. all of that good shit. I feel guilty because whatever your plan was, it wasn't your plan wasn't to be doing this as a divorce mm-hmm. co-parent with all these emotions and feelings, right? Because that's the other part we forget, right? Right? We always forget that. You know, like even like I was saying, I'm talking about trajectories of life and this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also not accounting for the feelings yep. and the things you got to wear. You know what all I mean? That, all of that is the debris. So that's what it was. I felt guilty. So right now you're saying you have. I pray I'm forgiven for every sister I played, every honey I slayed. <laughs> <laughs> so right oh, now you're saying. It, bro. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's tatted, that's tatted on my arm. I'm for, I pray I'm forgiven. Very since that's slave since mm-hmm. I play. I just, oh my! Oh, what you saying? I was gonna say. Uh, so you. So basically, you're saying right now you have like brand new awareness, just like a just a a, a better sense of self awareness, right? So what does that self awareness do now, in the future? Like what? How does that dictate how you move? Now, even bringing that back to bringing that back around to how you conducted yourself at Brilliant Idiots. It's a mm. new it's a new level of self-awareness. And the self-awareness is what's kind of to me what has gotten you in this place of being comfortable in your surroundings. Because you are in a place now of you you're not hustling. It's not a oh, I got to I got to grind. I got to do this. You have a self-awareness of self because you've made such a place for yourself. So with this new self-awareness, what's the plan? Like what's the goal? 
Is it still to disrupt? I don't think I'll ever be able to change that, right? I think just my... Oh, you can change whatever you want, Chan. And I don't... I don't think we could change who we're here to be. You can't change who you're here to like, be. Like, I'm here to challenge... I, my, just my existence in spaces challenges and disrupts. Of course. Right? Like, our existence in this podcast space challenges and disrupts. There's mm-hmm. no other podcast that does what we do. True indeed. Um, I've seen the people come and go. I've seen the people come and try and, oh, we're going to have deep conversations. Oh, what's a good guy? You know, I'm a good guy. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right? Like, shut up. Shut up. Right? You're doing your best guys next door impression. <laughs> right? Like, we see it. We see it. We see the, I, you know, I see the British, I see the British version of guys next door. And it's like the the bloke next door. I see it. <laughs> But nobody does what guys next door did. We seen a space and we entered and it said, this is what we're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. That's challenging and disrupting. Um, my space in hosting, just me existing as a host the way I do, it's a challenge and a disruption. I think with that knowledge and with that awareness, I think I'm just, at least when we're talking about relationships, if I'm going to challenge and disrupt, let it be a, let it be for a reason. Yep. Let it be, let it be, there's something good on the other end of that. Mm. To challenge and disrupt. Um, challenge and disrupt is a good thing. Uh, or it can be a good mm-hmm. thing. It's, uh, I don't think that it's so always a, a, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, always have a negative connotation connected to it because there are a lot of systems in th- that are in place right now that need to be disrupted. The way that people were podcasting before niggas started, the way that right. people, the way a lot of women think about relationships or the way that they should go or how, how they go or their fairy tale dreams of, of et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes that, Sometimes it needs to be challenged to say, okay, you're thinking about this castle, but will you settle for a picket fence in a white house, in a big house? Wow. You know, you gotta, you have to really, it's, it's, oh my God, you motherfucker. Wow. The entire time I'm thinking about challenging and disrupting, right? I, I said it from day when I got here. I said to challenge the old guard and to disrupt the old way of doing things. But what you just said, but would you settle? What you said, you said, would you settle yeah. for the White House and the pick events? But really what that is, would I settle for peace? Mm-hmm. Or do I want chaos? The chaotic search for happiness. Or would I settle for peace? Ah, I don't have that answer. <laughs> But I think at this point, I think at this at this point, I would I'm leaning more towards the peace, yeah, because I can see it. I've had a bit of it over the net, over the past couple of months. There's been an, an acceptance, and when I the you know the acceptance of things moving on and, and things having to move out of the way, and you know, and the acceptance of. The, this new thing, yeah. the acceptance of this peace, this new thing brings up, you know, this the, the the peace that the peace that accepting the way life will be, hmm. 
there's a piece with that that I never knew I would be okay with. And I, I think the reason why you didn't know is because you weren't there yet. You can't, you can't. Everything need. around me is so chaotic. Even the shit I can't control yeah. is chaotic. Like, you FaceTimed me before when I'm at my, my, my family's house. Of course. It's chaotic. Yeah. You got fucking dogs barking. <laughs> you got fucking dogs barking. <laughs> you got my fucking kids. Kids are probably the yeah. most peaceful thing. My kids are. <laughs> but you got my nephew. He's bouncing around. You got my sister. Everybody needs her. My mom, she just talks really loud. Mm-hmm. It's chaotic. But I think during this pen, not even just since the pandemic, from what I've mm-hmm. what I've seen from you, since the pandemic to now, you found those moments of peace. Mm-hmm. You have you have gotten actively. That, you have actively found those moments of peace. Whether it's going to Universal with the family, mm-hmm. whether it's Thanksgiving in in, mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago, mm-hmm. whether you know yeah. you found your my pocket where you I get found this peace. those pockets where you could just chill and, and be. And I'll peace. fight like hell over that. Yeah, I'll fight like hell for my peace. And I I wasn't always like that. I mean, you know that. But like I, I, niggas, I would fight like would hell sit, for chaos. Yeah, niggas would sit in the chaos. You're in a different place now. So you ha- so so um it's it's not about changing who you are, it's mm-hmm. about changing the definition. Mm. You can still you can still challenge and disrupt, but what are you challenging and disrupting? How are you challenging it? How are you disrupting it? And for what? Being intentional about it. Mm. I'm stepping in this into this place not to just fuck shit up, but to show y'all that y'all are doing it wrong and this is how you do it. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Motherfucking anger got the bars right now. <laughs> yeah, wow. I felt guilty for something. Tell me I don't be feeling guilty. Count on my hands. It's one of those shows, man. Um, <laughs> I count on my hands how many times I felt guilty. And it's always been for like something. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have hit that nigga. Damn, I ain't have to say that shit to that. Damn. I felt guilty like retroactively. <laughs> There's a scene in the, there's a scene in that show that everybody's constantly comparing to thoughts of a color man. You'll see it when you see yeah, it. Yeah, next week. Um uh it's the barbershop scene. Mm. Mm. What did you think about that scene? In in in, in It's not uh that's her experience. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure women have had that experience. Mm. Um it wasn't worth all the debate that I seen come up. You know, I seen even a lot of debate. Even even our man Van Lathan felt like he wasted his breath. Like it was a lot of male. Courtney, what's the word I'm looking for? Shit. Jesus shit. I don't know. Fuck. Uh like it was like this forced male pity I seen. Mm-hmm. No, not pick me. It was like so when Van posted what he posted, let me see if he left it up here. Did he have the sense to delete it? To delete it. Because it was really dumb. Oh, somebody. Oh, somebody's coming in. All right, let's see if Van. And it's fine, Van, if you get mad at me. You're fine. I, I can fight. Um, um, boom, 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 boom. Where's the scene? Where's the scene? I can't find it. And maybe he deleted it, and thank God. Uh, oh, no, no, he did not. Okay, so it's the scene, 
And Van says, hate to be that guy, like, big words, hate. I'm all for black male accountability culture. We have to hold each other to standards so the community can grow and evolve. That said, this scene from Harlem just isn't fair. I'm 41 years old, been in hundreds of black barbershops nationwide. First of all, why have you been in that many barbershops? You have no loyalty. (laughs) I'm 41 years old, been in hundreds of black barbershops nationwide. Never seen a black lady disrespected like led, disrespected like this. He said lead, but maybe he was typing too fast. Um, So maybe he just meant black lady disrespected like this. There are ladies in the shops for all kinds of reasons, and it's always love and respect. I've seen disrespectful music turned down. I'm not saying this has never happened, but I am saying just as we have to be careful about portrayal of our women and LGBTQ brothers and sisters, we have to also be equally as careful about the portrayal of our men. Hmm. I mean, now, like y'all see my y'all see what I was trying to say in this like yeah, I, I, you again, didn't have, this was unnecessary like I, this I, statement was unnecessary and when you when you acknowledge that you say I'm not saying this has never happened we don't have anything else to talk about because <laughs> you're acknowledging that it has at least happened once and if it has happened once there's no need to talk about it mm. there's no need to challenge it. And I've seen a lot of things like that where it's like, yo, what's up with y'all, man? Like, the barbershop ain't like that. Like, I, the barbershop is this fucking safe space <laughs> for for people who are not I'll typically say, cishet black men. I'll say this. I'll say this. Hey, what up, boy? My G. Um, the tricky thing is, the tricky thing with that is the, when I think about it, it's the Spider-Man. Can I tell you how churchy I am? Because when you said, when I think about, and I'm like, when I think about Jesus. <laughs> Look, he's talking about, <laughs> You thought that it was just he the was way he start, said it. The way you drums. said it, like, when I think about. <laughs> Go ahead. You said it was like Spider-Man. Oh, it's, it's, I, I call which it the, I, too, will be seeing that next week as well. Right. I'll see your play yeah. in Spider-Man yep, yep, multiple yep. times, but I will be seeing it at midnight and then seeing it again yeah. at, like, fucking yep. seven. I, I, I call it the, I call it the, uh. Anybody who gets into this business, if you, if, if especially if people are, are are listening to you or and 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 paying attention and and you know you have something that's popping and blah 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 blah, I call it the Spider Man syndrome. Yeah, uh, with great response, with great, with great power, power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, so you have a television show that's on that people are really banging with, that people are really watching, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> you want to. You don't have to. Again, it, it's whatever the fuck you want to do with what you want to do. But to, to, it's. Uh, do I go there? Yes. Yo, yeah, it's fuck the guy it. next door. Fuck it, Courtney. It, keep keep going, man. Oh, perfect, perfect. It's lazy, mm-hmm. and the reason why it's lazy to me mm-hmm. is because it's never talked about again. Mm. Elaborate just a bit. Elaborate just okay. a bit. I think the, the people who don't the, know so TV for, won't so understand for, so that. For, so, if this is if you're gonna make this a plot point, mm-hmm. if you're gonna make this a situation where it's like this is this shows how women are constantly disrespected in these spaces, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then you need to make more of it to make that scene just that scene. And it's like the reason that she just got a fucked up haircut and now she has to find another place to get a haircut. It's very lazy, and it and it 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 it. it it's steeped in, it begins to look like it's just steeped in male hate versus it being something that someone has actually gone through and something that affects them 
in a real way. I push back. Please. Push back on that. My pushback on that becomes they're so they're so used to it. We're talking about this scene. Yeah, We're talking about course. this. Um, so women are so used to being disrespected, so used to being violated, so used to not being heard mm-hmm. that it's just because it was Tuesday. She might not the the most ramification that moment has on her isn't the fact that she was disrespected, isn't the fact that she wasn't heard, isn't the fact she wasn't safe. It was that this nigga, I was so annoyed that I let this nigga Zeke me and I left. And the, the that's the thing that bothers her the most because that's the thing she can change. She can change her hair. She can fix that. She can't fix black men on their lack of respect. So it doesn't become something that they don't talk about ever again and it's just fodder. Mm-hmm. No, it just goes to show you just how deep that, and incessant, incessant the that, disrespect is. So now that goes to what Van was talking about. You say it happened just one. It, it could happen just one time, right? In that one woman, in that one situation, Go ahead, I'm sorry. in that in that woman's life, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. No. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. What I'm saying? saying that she's disrespected in so many different I'm, places. Ex- I'm saying that that I'm saying that that microcosm. It's just that a microcosm because I'm pretty sure she was disrespected again when she left that barbershop. I'm pretty sure she was disrespected probably 15 to 20 more. T- you know what? Um, I'm going to say this and then I'm, I'm going to call somebody just to, okay. just to get a gauge. But I'm going to say that she was probably disrespected 50 more times before she went home that day. 50 more times, whether a microaggression or a major aggression. She was disrespected at least 50 more times. So why does it now have to be a huger plot point? And why does she have to walk around Harlem and so frustrated that this guy was so disrespectful mm-hmm. in her presence? Why does that become a bigger plot point when it is something that no one is going to change and because no one's they, interested they in had changing? A, because they had a point to make it a, a, a reference of black women not being heard when they're when they're sick or whatever. That's literally they made a point to make mm-hmm. that a situation a whole like the the whole episode was based on that mm-hmm. where you could have. It could have easily, and not even just, it doesn't even have to be something where it is the entire episode. Just something where it's, you're seeing how black women are disrespected. Because you're not seeing black women be disrespected anywhere else in that show. If you're seeing it happen constantly in that show, mm-hmm. then yes, I'm rocking with you. Dodge your bell. Yeah, hold on. Then I'm rocking. Because mm-hmm. then it's because then you make your you're 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 not. You're not being this. What I said. You're not being lazy with the art. If you're sh- if you're using your show, but I don't think that's lazy at all. Saying, I think I'm that's saying, I think that's the opposite. I think by making it just something you gloss over and it's just in this episode and you keep it moving and you don't make it anything about that. To, I don't I'm, think it's. I think I'm it's, saying then you have to put that in every episode. You have to. She's make, not in the barbershop every episode. Not just the barbershop. You have to show the oh. other places where she's disrespected. Dodge your bell. Can you hear me? You you are on you are on the guys next door podcast. Oh, it's ghetto here. <laughs> Niggas get the phone, the phone invite. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, all hold right. on, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Right. Hey, Queen, you 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 out here teaching the teaching the young kids? Look at you, look at you with the big glasses. I see you, Queen. So, Dodge, I want to ask you a question. It's nothing super deep. I just was I, we're, we're talking about um, we're talking about a scene from the show Harlem and all the uproar about the barbershop and all that shit. Um, and I, 
So I want to ask you a question. On average, how many microaggressions and, and disrespectful, how much? How many times do you feel, whether microaggression or major aggression, how, how many times do you think you're disrespected, whether you're whether because you're black or whether because you're a woman or whether because you're a black woman? How many times do you feel that you're disrespected from the time you, but, but from anyone, but let's just say black men specifically. Right, right. Let's just say, but but you know what? I don't even want to spe- specify. Everyone, how often do you feel disrespected due to the fact that you're a black woman? How many times from the time you leave the house in the morning to the time you get back in? About how many times do you say you're disrespected? Um, see, this question is loaded because in the wintertime, not as much. In the summertime, baby. <laughs> so let's say winter. Let's say, give me a number. Let's say winter. Because I think it happened in the winter. How many times am I disrespected per day in a way that is either disrespectful or microaggression in the wintertime? Yeah. I want to say I'll cap it at five to ten in the winter. That's nuts, right? That's so, 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 so watch me, Mac. So that's ten times. Now, I said, I jumped out the one and said 50 mm-hmm. because the girl we're talking about was gay. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a, 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 a straight presenting femme black woman. I'm, I'm using all the words here, right? Right. She's disrespected five to ten times a day. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Dodge. Of those, how many of them do you, like, when you when it happens, you're like, oh, And you just, like, kind of roll your eyes, and you just keep it moving throughout your day. You just keep it moving. How many of those? Most of them. Most of them. That's all I wanted to prove. That's all, that's all I wanted to say. That's, that's all. That was the point. I, thank you, Dodger. You're welcome. Love you. I'll see you soon, sis. I love you, too. Bye, guys. Bye. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, again, I, I told you, you have a you have a valid point. Nobody's doubting mm-hmm. the point. What I'm saying is it's lazy writing. It's it's completely lazy writing to not, if you're going to showcase that, showcase it, show, it, show the real shit. But show, they did. No. The, the same no, girl no, no, went no, on no, no. and fucking was told, almost got a hysterectomy because white people, just white doctors, this, this bullshit medical system mm-hmm. is just another point of, of, of eugenics. And just racist tropes, and it's like, uh, you know, flows here. What I'm saying, fuck out of a busted five. I, I hear you. Right. What I'm saying is, show it in her everyday life. The same way that she just it's said. It's impossible. We got thirty minutes, dog. You, the same way that they show her, her whole in life that, is going to be her disrespect as a black woman. Whole life, but nigga, show the disrespect that she's going through, or or at least point it out to me. Make it make make me f- understand. If you're trying to show use this show to give perspective, okay. do that. I think they did. I think they did. Especially specifically with the scene and the uproar it caused. Because with everyone jumping behind to defend the scene, it's proving the point. Mind you, I'm not even happens. defending the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending the scene at all. Right, right. I'm saying as a writer, mm-hmm. as as somebody who's behind the scenes as well as in mm-hmm. front of the scenes, Ooh, it's lazy. Talk your shit, boy. It's lazy. Like, and and it's no and it's no disrespect because it was a it's a great show still. Mm-hmm. Niggas still, you still have mad fun. It's still real, but the shit is lazy. It, you can, you can, there are ways to do more. There are ways to show that, just to show, show more, show better, to, to, to make men feel like they have to be better, to do better. It, it's because it'll, it'll stir something up just like that, where it's just like, 
nah, this just feels like they just threw this in here because she needed because she needed to have a bad haircut to get so that to she could the... get to the next point. It's like for what? Like you have a for what moment now? Now everybody's leaving, sitting at home. Like, uh, why? It's 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 like a funny. It's like you were trying to be funny and all of this other stuff, but you really spoke on something and all of it. it it's like why? You know what I'm saying? So. Maybe and maybe because I'm not a writer, I don't see it that way. I just see that to me, from a critic, um, someone who likes the show, mm-hmm. and I, you've heard my many of critiques course. of the show. Of um, I think that one. I don't think it deserved all that discussion. You know, I don't think the barbershop is being challenged. I don't think I don't think black male safe spaces are being challenged. I, these guys, the guy, they're the guy, the barber that was depicted in that scene exists. He lives. He's a very real person and not just a barbershop in many places where you're like, my boy, relax. What's up? There's a woman here. Trust me. Unless we're saying, unless men are saying, which I still think is crazy. Unless men are saying, yo, everybody got to hear the same thing. You won't be here. That's a different statement. But trying to protect the, 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 this, this barbershop safe space. Oh, men don't act like that. Bullshit. That's what I said. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. bullshit. But I do think that there are, there, there, these these spaces nowadays, where uh, people eat, whether it's whether it's performative or not, mm. people people are often trying to keep or do that what they can to keep places safe. For the dude to just be on some like, man, you know, I I can't do nothing. He's he's my sister's cousin, man. You know, he's just gonna talk like that. We fan, but we fan, yeah. Yo, I didn't even talk about that. And I, don't get me started. And you know, I can't because we have to go because we, we, we got another episode to record so Matt can get out of here. What I will say is that's very real too. And that goes to show that men will protect other men in their relationship and access to other men before protecting a black woman. He wasn't even beating on her. It wasn't even, your life was not in danger by saying, yo, shut the fuck out. Have some respect. You didn't want to, you didn't want to violate the relationship between another man. There's one black woman in the shop. You don't think she feels unsafe, outnumbered? We could go back and forth about this all day. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that we can. That's why I love this podcast. Um, Let's get out of here. You have some church announcements. Um, well, hallelujah. What, 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 what do you got going on? I, I hear there's a little play. I hear there's a big play going on that you got a big part in, that you play a big character oh, no, no, no. in. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the, just the play that just goes play. on on a big street. Yeah, if you can't no, hear, man. if you can't hear what's going on, we don't play yeah, with yeah. our brothers and our families' accomplishments. Ain't no little out here. Again, listen, y'all. Uh, just pull up, man. Come, come see uh, thoughts of a colored man. Come get you some real life. Come get you Holla- some. <laughs> come get you some real life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can they get tickets? You can get tickets on telecharge.com or if you know somebody that knows somebody, holla at me. Um, <laughs> nah, yeah, uh, go to telecharge.com. Uh, go get your tickets, man. Is there a guy next door giveaway we could do? Uh, we could think about that. I ain't with that. I am not mad at that. I'm about the tickets. I don't care. Yeah, I'm about the tickets. Let's, I am not mad at that. Let's do something. Let's yeah. do something. Let's get some guy next door, neighbors in the in the um in Broadway. Um, trap karaoke, trapkaraoke.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, as of right now, we have Atlanta, D.C., Delaware, Detroit. That's how we're ending this year off. 
huge announcement about what's to come next year. But as of right now, December, the last four shows of the tour, we're doing uh, Atlanta. We're doing Delaware, D.C. next week. Um, Atlanta, I believe, is sold out. But Delaware, I mean, by the time you hear this episode, it's already happened. So you missed that. But when you hear this episode, you will still have a chance to get tickets to Delaware, D.C., Detroit. We're ending in Detroit, so you already know how I'm coming. Um, I don't want to miss that. That is uh, trapkaraoke.com. And a huge announcement um, that I said last week. But just to put it back in front of y'all again. The What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists podcast on the Black Effect Network mm-hmm. with myself and Nyla Simone is returning in the new year. Beep, 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 so beep, we beep. will see how we've heard you. We, we've heard you. Um, to give you guys just a little back, um, just so you understand that, you know, we didn't create something and just abandon y'all. <laughs> um, or that Black Effect is doing shady business. No. no. Well, so what happened was that it was supposed to be a limited series. Exactly. It was only supposed to be 12 episodes. But because we did so well and because the fans showed up oh, and showed out back. so much, y'all coming right we got to come back. We got to like come that. back. I like that. So we will see or you will hear from us in New Year. A bunch of new stuff coming in the New Year. A bunch of fun stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's that. Um, and I think the most important thing, but the most important announcement that we'll be back next Monday. Yep. <laughs> and, get, and Mac will be here next Monday. Yep. And I'll be here next Monday. Yep. And uh, you guys better be here next Monday because if you are here uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, well, you already, I already gave you that dietary advice, but I'll give it to you again. Suck my dick. All right, that was the Guy Next Door podcast, and we will see y'all next week. And we Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.